Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Ron, from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John Cobell show on demand, the podcast, to listen to what you missed. And I was just uh, Googling uh, online, looking, uh, looking for if they, anybody ever did any news on the guy we just uh, played the interview of, Stan Slonkowski, who was set on fire by a woman on the Metro train two years ago. Couldn't find a single, single follow-up story, nothing. There was there was one story in the L.A. Times when it happened and it covered his uh, attack for about four paragraphs. And that was it. Can't find anything else. It's as if it ever happened. You imagine you're sitting you're sitting. It's coming home from a concert and a crazy woman, homeless person, of course, uh, walks on, sprays gasoline on him, sets him on fire. It's in the news for uh, like about 12 seconds. Whole thing disappears. Because uh, no, nobody in the news departments care. That's a crime victim. We don't care. Well, at least he's, she's been locked up. I guess she's in some sort of mental health confinement. And they're trying to determine how competent she is. Well, clearly, if she's setting people on fire, she's probably not competent. Just lock her up in a mental institution. 
until she dies. That's the uh, proper way to handle that. Uh, let's talk now about uh, it is difficult to start a small business in California. And if you run a small business, you know this. Taxes are incredibly high. Regulations are endless, and many of them don't make any sense. Everything costs more. Crime now, you got people busting in and stealing stuff all the time. Nobody wants to arrest them. Nobody wants to put them in jail. Nobody wants to stop any of this. Uh, Republican lawmakers have uh, had a press conference this week, uh, and we're going to talk uh, with Senator Janet Nguyen from, uh, Nguyen from Huntington Beach about uh, a series of bills to try to help small businesses survive in Southern California. Unless you have one, you have no idea how incredibly difficult it is. Uh, let's get uh, Senator Wynn on. Janet, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, John, for having me. Uh, talk about, in a little more detail, I just gave a headline there, of the, of the problems small businesses have to face, what it's like. Well, it's what you're, you, you just stated. I mean, when you have a small business and these smash and grabs, the laws that the state of California has downgraded felony theft to misdemeanors, that was 14 years ago. Uh, with amounts of 400 to 950 through AB 2372. And then, of course, you know, Prop 47 in 2014, where it created a new penal code called shoplifting, also a misdemeanor for anything under 950. Uh, these, two, these two similar statutes are just really protecting criminals. It's crazy. So, you know, I don't think most people have heard about the first law that you mentioned. That, that assembly bill they passed, which uh, turned felony theft into a misdemeanor. So anybody can walk into any read. How, how does it differ from Prop 47? What, what was, what, why was it so significant? Well, so, when, so what they did was in um, 14 years ago, when they, the legislature downgraded felony theft to misdemeanor for with AB 2372, yeah. then they added, though, a new penal code in Prop 47, and that included not just felony theft, it's now shoplifting, it has now become a misdemeanor as well. Right. So, so felony theft and felony shoplifting theft. both both became mm -hmm. misdemeanors. Yes, and it's all under $950. So if you go into the Target and you decide to steal $949, it's just a misdemeanor. And you could do this several times a day? You can do it several times a day at different stores. Different stores. So, so you can hit yeah. uh, uh, an endless number of stores every day, all day long. And since, you know, a lot of stores don't report this anymore, the police don't arrest for it. You certainly don't get prosecuted for it. So it's, it's and I guess it took a little while, but it looks like every bad guy in California had figured it out. That it's, it's open season on you can go steal whatever you want as often as you want. You're absolutely right. Um, the the good news is, though, is that this week the Republican caucus, um, myself and many of our colleagues, like Assemblywoman Lori Davies over in San Clemente area, uh, we've introduced lots of legislation this week, a package of bills to help small businesses. Three of them is to deal with theft, which, you know, a bill, it's um, SB 928, which um, this bill would make organized retail theft or belonging to the theft gang a permanent penal code section. What, you know, because right now there is, you know, there is such a law, but it expires in 2026. 
So we want to make sure that the statute allows criminal to be charged with either misdemeanor or felony with up to a year in jail if they're caught stealing over 950 and within, you know, more than one occasion in, in a 12-month period. So it applies to two people or more who steals merchandise with the intent to sell or an organized theft scheme. Right. Are any of the bills that Newsom and the Democratic legislature pushing, are they real or is it window dressing stuff uh, trying to I, distract uh, the public? You know, I, I, I think I think it's more window dressing. Um, the good news, though, is that, you know, the governor actually is doing something now, but I don't think it's it's to the extent that it needs to be. Um, you've heard last year he the governor announced $267 million state grant to police agency and DAs to combat retail theft. Right. Funny thing is, had we not downgraded all these felony and to misdemeanor, we wouldn't have to spend $267 million. Yeah, no, that's the, um, uh, that's the yeah. root cause, as they like to say, is turning thefts yep. into misdemeanors. And misdemeanors are just not prosecuted. If they are in L.A. County, nobody gets jail time for misdemeanor. Nobody. That's yeah. official well, policy. Yeah, it, there's no point if you if you call a police if you call the police right now if someone stole less than 950 the police department most likely would just come by and say hey don't do that again and let the person yeah, go. Yeah, there's and nothing they can do at this point. No, I, people uh, have complained about uh, thefts or burglaries, and the police say, "Well, fill out a report online." <laughs> yeah, I know somebody had some stuff stolen from their car, and it's like, "Well, just go online, fill out the report, and then what?" Well, yep, yeah. there is no then why. Nothing happens beyond that. Nobody even reads the reports. Yeah. I mean, you know this, John. California at this point is that there is no consequences in committing a crime. Criminals are protected over us as residents and citizens of this state and country. They, are so, they have more protection than we do. It's okay to go in now and steal. <laughs> I, I, I know, and, and it's what they, this was their intent. I, I, I keep saying it's like this is not incompetence. This is their plan. They're happy with the results. They don't care that people are stealing like mad from all these businesses. They're, they're yeah. not upset yeah. about it. They're not losing sleep on it. They don't care about the crime victims. They just want to keep uh, prisoners out of prison. It's, it's really mm -hmm. sick. It is. It is. I mean, if you think about it, back 10 years ago, you know, when we turn on the TV, we don't see horrifying images of people, hammers smashing to jewelry stores in the dark or, no. you know, people, cargo thefts, littering train tracks. It's now so common. And it's one of those where you're like, oh, OK, it's happened again. Uh, well, that's that's what's disturbing. I was talking with somebody about mm -hmm. this, how human nature is remarkable at getting used to situations. I mean, you see yep. populations get used to war situations, even when there's bombs dropping out of the sky every day. Uh, and, 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 and a population will adapt to that. And it's almost like we've adapted to having our stuff stolen all day, being under yeah. siege all day with bad guys roaming the street, crazy people roaming the street. And uh, I, I, I tell you, I was really heartened yesterday that we had 1,300 people show up to sign the uh, petitions to rewrite Prop 47. Oh, it's like there's a heartbeat yeah. out there. All right. Well, yeah, and you yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I, I think, you know, right now the people in California needs to stand up and say enough is enough.
Yeah. Enough of window dressing these bills. Enough of just spending money that you actually caused the problem. We need to clean up California. We need to allow our children and family to be able to go to 7-Eleven, to go to Target and not be afraid. All right. Well, I wish you luck with these bills. You know, maybe since Thank it's an you. election year, uh, some of the Democrats will be willing to meet you even halfway on, on, on this stuff. Because they oh, are, yeah, there's so many of them so rock solid in uh, protecting prisoners and really hostile to normal people. All right, thanks again yep. for coming on, Janet. Thank you so much, John. All right, Thank Janet you. Wynn, and uh, she's a Republican state senator from Huntington Beach. When we come back, it has gotten so bad now at some stores in San Francisco. Um, well, one store requires you, the customer, to shop with an escort, an employee escort. Not to shop with an escort, but shop with an like, employee. Wait, what? <laughs> an employee escort, so that the escort can make sure you're not stealing things. You're listening to John Cobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're on from one until four. After four o'clock, John Cobelt show on demand. The podcast you could listen to what you missed. I've never heard of this before, uh, but almost every day now. In this wacky state, you hear something you not only never heard before, you never even conceived would be a thing. And we're going to play you a, a, a news story from uh, San Francisco, from uh, KRON uh, Channel 4 TV up there, Dan Thorne. This is about a hardware store that will only take one customer at a time, and they supply an escort to make sure the customer doesn't steal stuff. Listen to this. For a few hours every day, this is what you'll find entering Fredrickson's Hardware and Paint in Cow Hollow. The table alerts customers to wait for assistance at the door, a move that's being attributed to, quote, rampant shoplifting. It's pretty bad. I mean, the uh, dollar amounts are pretty significant. And with the tools, and now we're getting snatch and grabs where they come in and take hold displays. So it's getting kind of dangerous for the employees and the customers. Store manager Sam Black says for two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening, an employee will work with an individual customer. The table serves as a way to keep potential thieves from moving freely in and out of the store. We just want to make it uncomfortable for the thieves so they go somewhere else. Black says over his 24 years of working at Fredrickson's, the theft is the worst it has ever been. Staff has had to drill down pots and pans to keep shoplifters from swiping them. They've also had to put in locking systems to keep people from pocketing tools and other household hardware. One customer telling Cron 4 off camera that the situation is just sad. Yeah, people aren't happy. The regulars just, um, they can't believe it. Like, we can't believe it, but, you know, they've been really understanding. Black says he and his staff had to try something because they had not much success getting help from city leaders or the police. At this point, the one-on-one -on -one shopping experiment has been going on for three weeks. Black says they'll review the results after a month. Just had to do something. Well, Fredrickson's is not really sure how long they're going to continue doing this one-on-one -on -one shopping experience. And we have reached out to Supervisor Catherine Stephanie, who oversees the Cow Hollow neighborhood, for a comment. And as of this uh, report, she has not responded. Okay. As business can't survive taking a customer through one by one, that'll take too long. You need 10 customers buying things or 10 things at the same time 
And what if the customer can't make a decision or is very slow or keeps changing their mind? You can't do that. That's too. I'm not going to. I wouldn't go in a store. Would you go in a store and do that? No. Because now, now you've got somebody staring at you. They're literally treating you like you're a thief, right? That's the only reason they're there. They want to see if you're a thief. And I wander around. I go to like a hardware store. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm looking for. I can't have somebody tailing me. Takes me a while to figure out what I want to buy. So you won't be able to buy it online then, unless you want to just scroll for hours and try and figure out what you. Yeah, want. I, 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 buying online unless I absolutely know for sure what I want is I find very tedious. That's my point. It's yeah. going to come to you either do that or you're going to have somebody shadowing you. I, <laughs> I mean, I went to buy some, uh, you know, like plastic uh, container tubs. You know, the large size. Because we're cleaning out our garage and rearranging things. And I go there, and I, I don't know what size. And they have all different shapes and sizes, and it takes me a while to figure it out. And then i got to take photos of the tubs <laughs> and send them to my wife. And my wife said, and invariably, whatever I pick out, I bring them home. And she goes, well, no, that, that's too deep. That's too big. Why don't you that's guys go together? Because she doesn't have the patience to do it. Okay. <laughs> I have the patience to do it. I just always pick the wrong thing. Having an escort with me isn't going to make it better. You're going to piss off the escort. Been, yeah, the escort's <laughs> going to throw me out. I'll be more aggravating than if I was stealing things. But this is San Francisco. And the mayor, believe it or not, London Breed is running for re-election. And she's, uh, they, they, they did a poll. She's got three, uh, three competitors. And she's only in second place. Mark Farrell, who's a supervisor and was uh, briefly an interim mayor a few years ago, is in first with 20%. Breed came in at 18%. The heir to Levi Strauss, Daniel Lurie, is at 16%. And then there's a fourth candidate back in the pack. So you have three candidates within a few points of each other. Uh, and they have, let's get this. I, I wonder if they're going to bring this to L.A. Ranked choice voting system. You know how this works? How? You're supposed to put down, well, in this case, your first choice, your second choice, and your third choice. And if nobody gets to 50%, then they drop the lowest ranking candidate and take everybody's, and then take the second and third choice votes from that candidate. They You see how complicated yes, this is? Yes, I'm so confused. You're so confused. You glazed over. I glazed <laughs> over. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. If there's four candidates, everyone chooses one, two, and three. Okay. The candidate that comes in fourth is out. Okay. But you take the people who voted for a second and third choice, you add that to the other three candidates' totals. Okay. Then the third candidate, now you have a three-person race. The third candidate drops off, and then you... It's complicated. It, 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 this is not this is not America. This is not democracy. Person with the most votes win. What the hell is this with second and third choices? So now the analysis of the elections in San Francisco is not only who got the most first place votes, but who got the most second place votes. And you have to go through this complicated calculation that, well, if so-and-so comes in first and, he, and this person comes in second, but this person comes in last and you reallocate... My. And then you're going to wonder why people don't want to vote. That gives me a headache. Just, just try, just trying to describe that. Simplify me a headache. it. You know, uh, the worst breed of human being 
the most diseased vermin amongst us are political consultants. And London Breed has somebody named Maggie Muir. Maggie Muir is the consultant for Breed. Breed is a disaster of a mayor. 70% uh, disapprove of her work. Seven, in fact, more than 70%. She's got a 28% approval rating. So they, they think she stinks. But here, Maggie Muir is quoted defending the mayor's leadership. And <laughs> Why don't you give up? Your candidate's no good at her job. She's a bad mayor. Listen to Muir. Mayor Breed continues to boldly lead the city's recovery with a laser focus on economic revitalization. Why, why, why are campaign consultants so full of crap? Why don't you tell the truth? She, she stinks. Nobody likes her. She's very likely to lose. You could get a vagrant off the street, and they wouldn't do any worse. 61% say the quality of life in San Francisco is either just adequate or poor. 28% approve of her job. 42% strongly disapprove of her job. She's cooked. She's done. Unless, through the ranked choice voting, the, uh, you know, the system is, is somehow rigged so that she gets in. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. 
and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. Coming up at uh, 3 o'clock, after uh, Deborah's 3 o'clock news, we're going to talk with uh, Freddie Escobar. He's with the United Firefighters of uh, Los Angeles City. They are mobilizing. They're opposing a referendum that's on the L.A. City ballot. It's called Measure HLA. This is this horrible, preposterous road diet measure that's going to bring road diets to all the major boulevards in Los Angeles. They're going to squeeze... If you're going three lanes in both directions, it's going to be two lanes. If it's two lanes, it's going to be one lane. It's going to turn car lanes into bike lanes or bus lanes. They're going to put curbing in the middle of the road. The fire department is out of its mind because this is going to get in the way of fire trucks and ambulances and all the rescue people. And let me tell you, I... uh, I, I know somebody who lives up in San Francisco. They called me twice in the last week because their route to their work, two streets have been road dieted just in the last week. He was telling me that there was one three-lane road, three lanes in one direction. You had a right turn lane. You had two lanes that were for general traffic going straight through the light. Well, they turned the right turn lane into a bike lane then the middle lane was turned into a right turn lane now there's only one straight ahead traffic lane to go through the light and they did this in two places and he said traffic is backed up to hell just came out of nowhere it's like in the morning it wasn't there in the afternoon it was there twice in the last week in san francisco they got weird curbing going up and flashing lights and and painted stripes. Santa Monica has a lot of this crap. And it makes it impossible to get around. It's instant traffic. And they're going to do this to Los Angeles. For no reason. Other than they're fanatics. Bike lanes. And I said, is anybody in the bike lane? He goes, no. There's nobody taking the bikes. It's tough taking bikes in San Francisco. It's so hilly. It's tough taking bikes in LA. Imagine taking a bike during the rainstorm. Try to get over the uh, Santa Monica mountain range on a bike in a rainstorm. All it is is these weirdo spandex guys. Nobody else takes bikes all day long. Nobody normal takes bikes during the day on a weekday. Nobody. This, this is, and because it's not a benefit for bikes, it is about punishing drivers. Punishment. They want to hound you out of society. Or at least handy out of Los Angeles. So anyway, this is the craziest, stupidest idea. Of course it got on the ballot. It's backed by some uh, wacky millionaire out of New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Freddie Escobar is going to come on. Uh, Google is so woke, I think I'm going to get off uh, Google search. They have an AI 
system. It was known originally as Google, Google, <laughs> Google Bard. And now they're calling it uh, Google Gemini. And I'll give you an example. I wish I could show this to you. But one writer, to test it out, uh, asked Gemini, is, um, would you generate an image of a 1943 German soldier? You're not going to believe this. Four photos popped up. One of them shows an Asian woman as a Nazi. One of them shows a black man as a Nazi. One of them shows, I, I, I can't quite make out the ethnicity, maybe a Native American as a Nazi. And then uh, a fourth image is of a, I think it's a man. It seems to be a sexually ambiguous and racially ambiguous Nazi. They don't have any Nazis pictured who are white and Aryan looking. One of, the, one of the main purposes of the Nazi movement is they wanted to spread the Aryan race. It was the dominant race. That's why they wanted to wipe out all the Jews that they thought was an inferior race. They wanted blonde hair and blue eyes. Blonde hair, blue eyes. We've all seen World War II movies, right? We, have all, we've, we know what Germans look like. AI for Google is so effing woke that they turned the Nazis into Asians and blacks. And American Indians and do you think there was one Asian woman who is a German Nazi in 1943? No. Not one. That's impossible. Um, they, and so other people started um, asking Gemini uh, to explain well, they, they, if, you, if you ask Gemini to show images of a black person, they show, they, they say they, they, they don't want to reinforce stereotypes and generalizations about people based on their race. So they won't give you generic black people. What they will do, if you keep asking, they'll show images that celebrate the diversity and achievement of black people. So you get photos of Maya Angelou, the poet, Thurgood Marshall, the Supreme Court Justice, Barack Obama, and Oprah Winfrey. If you ask to show photos to celebrate the diversity and achievements of white people, Google AI says it's hesitant to fulfill that request. So you keep pushing. Why? Gemini says, well, historically, media representation has overwhelmingly favored white individuals and their achievements. This has contributed to a skewed perception where their accomplishments are seen as the norm, while those of other groups are often marginalized or overlooked. Focusing solely on white individuals in this context risks perpetuating that imbalance. So the writer kept testing Gemini after multiple requests White people appeared to be the only racial category that Gemini absolutely refused to show, no matter how you worded the question, no matter how many times you bet. They would relent on some of the other racial categories, but even then, they would just show you famous people. One user said Gemini claimed it was unable to generate images of a white person, but if you asked for a picture of a black family, that was okay. Uh, they talked to this woke hole, Jack Krochik, 
Senior Director of Product Management at Gemini. Oh, we're working to improve these kinds of depictions immediately. Uh, Gemini's AI image generation does generate a wide range of people. And that's generally a good thing because people around the world use it. But it's missing the mark here. Can you imagine how many people do you think were involved in creating this artificial intelligence program? And then it had to be supervised and then approved and then released? You cannot beat a white person's photo or a white person's image out of Google AI. What if you do a mixed family? Show me a, fa a mixed race family. Oh, I bet you they do that. Well, maybe, maybe they would only show you the non-white members, though. True. White people don't exist with Google AI. They should get the Bud Light treatment. You ought, you ought, to, you ought to delete your Google search. I mean, this is really... Uh, but, I mean, then it got comical by not giving you a white German Nazi. I, I mean... <laughs> Let me go bang my head against the wall. Not that it would do any good. All right, after 3 o'clock, you've got to vote no on Measure HLA in the city of Los Angeles. No on Measure HLA, or you will have endless traffic for the rest of your life. They're going to turn over perfectly good traffic lanes and turn them into useless, stupid bike lanes. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. I can't even promote this thing uh, coming up because I get all wound up all over again. I'll just say plainly, the president of the United Firefighters of L.A. City, Freddie Escobar, is coming on with us because uh, all the firefighters, the whole fire department is against this measure HLA, which, are, which is going to turn uh, traffic lanes on major boulevards in Los Angeles. Uh, they're going to do road diets and turn them into bike lanes. You're going to lose a lot of lanes. A lot of traffic is going to get squeezed from three to two, two to one lane. It's going to cause backup. We went through this. We already went through this. It's a failure. It's no good. But these 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 climate change bike fanatic a-holes who don't want us to live in single family homes and have lawns and have swimming pools and drive cars, gas powered cars. And God, are they financed with a lot of money? What a bunch of jackasses so measure hla has to be stopped here uh that's uh that's going to come up after three o'clock um this is very sad news for vegans what well did you hear what in costa mesa an all vegan restaurant known as vegged familiar with this i i i saw this the story i've never been V-E-G apostrophe D. Vegged? Yeah. Vegged? Vegged. 100% plant-based drive through restaurant. A well-known chef named Matthew Kenny. He's been nominated for the James Beard Award. Very prestigious award. Um, although vegan, is that's not really cooking, is it? I mean, that's just yeah. throwing plants and weeds on, no, on a plate. No, you cook, yes. <laughs> it's like you book. do a stir-fry. Yeah. Like you bake pulling plants out of the ground and um anyway their official announcement said we're incredibly grateful for your support we want to assure you this decision was not taken lightly due to excessive and unsustainable rent and other multiple determining factors uh, like maybe lack of customers because there aren't that many people <laughs> who eat this way how do you know that? Have you well, it, have you done a study? It closed. I know, but that doesn't mean that they're it, it, it's not because there aren't any vegans or enough vegans. 
Well, they're not doing enough business, so they're not making enough money, so there aren't enough vegans to spend money. If, if, the if, unsustainable rent, the high cost of rent is the reason. McDonald's has high rent. Not enough people are spending money, so they can't make their rent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys uh, think the way you want. Well, the, the, Gladly. <laughs> There's a reason we think this way. <laughs> it's because it's right. <laughs> um, this used to be a Del Taco. Uh, at the corner of Bristol Street and Red Hill Avenue, Costa Mesa. And uh, well, it used to be a Del Taco. Well, what happened to the Del Taco? Was was Well, Del, Del Taco's not that good, in my opinion. No, so. it's not. It's not. It's inferior. Okay. Um, they have, uh, but things that are bad should go out of business. <laughs> they serve breakfast sandwiches, uh -huh. burritos, hamburgers. It's not a hamburger if there's no beef inside. I can't. Uh, Chicken sandwiches. All right, it's not chicken. What is it then? Well, it's what I call fake meat. How many people like drive up to a place like this and they see hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, they order it and then and they bite into some. Well, then they don't understand uh, that it's a vegan restaurant. Um, oh, and and they're really annoying too. Uh, Veg also featured biodegradable and compostable packaging What's, made with recycled materials. Why is that annoying? That's annoying. Why? <laughs> they think they're morally superior. <laughs> I don't think they, they think recycled. they're morally superior. Oh, 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 they're oh, just yeah. trying to do what they think is, is a good job. You know they do. <laughs> vegans judge meat eaters. I meat eaters don't laugh necessarily at vegans. judge meat eaters. Sure, I do. just don't eat meat. But, hey, yeah. you do you, <laughs> and I'll do me. You Secretly, you judge us. Maybe a little. Yeah, sure. We know how much you judge vegans. Here's no, no, we mock vegans. Mm. We're not judging them. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I mock meat eaters then. Here's another one that's uh, uh, there's the California Assemblyman Matt Haney wants to pass a bill that would uh, make it much easier to rent an apartment with a pet. Uh, pet owners. Have a hard time finding apartments. Yeah, a lot of landlords don't want dogs and cats because they they poop and pee all right. over. Right, so place. then you just you charge a, a large deposit. So Haney's proposal would end blanket bans on specific pets. Uh, it's a little weird. It, it, it uh, the bill you you can't ask about pet ownership until a tenant's application has been approved. I like that, and that. I'll tell you why. Because tell me why. Because there are so many animals in shelters, right? Mm -hmm. So if you do have people that are going to shelters and not buying dogs, like <clears throat> some people, Ray Lopez, um, so that right, so they're going to clean out the shelters. But if they're not allowed to bring those dogs or their cats with them to apartments. Right, they're being judged because they have a pet and they're not allowed. Well, it's not well your then the shelters are never going to get empty. It's not your apartment. Then You're you renting it. Renting. I get it. I get it. That's why you charge a hefty deposit. So if there's poop and pee and damage, then when they move out, you can you have the money to clean it up. Only 21% of rentals in San Francisco allow pets. Only 26% in Los Angeles. And... Uh, Pet owners are over two-thirds of renters. I can't tell you how many next-door messages that I see about people saying that they're moving someplace and they don't allow pets, and so they're trying to rehome their pets. It's really sad. So maybe this would crack down on that. You know, there wouldn't be so many um, 
cats and dogs if the cats and dogs would just stop having the sex for a while. Well, you know, or I mean, they, they, they got to get some self-control. Well, yeah, they got to get some self-control here. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so us humans have to take care of that. A lot of humans should stop having sex well, as well. That's another story. There's too many people. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know that uh, most uh, apartments don't uh, allow dogs and cats. Yeah, I, re I remember. I remember we uh, rented uh, an upstairs apartment at a house back in New Jersey when my wife and I uh, first got together, and we had a cat, and we snuck the cat in. We put it in its uh, container, and then we threw a towel over the container, and we had a code name for it. I think we called it the watermelon, <laughs> the or the or the cantaloupe. Yeah. And it's like, who's got the cantaloupe? Who's carrying the cantaloupe? And we carried it in, and nobody knew it was there. Our landlords didn't know it was there, except the cat started uh, curling up on the windowsill. Oh, did and you so get in you, trouble? No, nah, they were nice, and they liked us, so they Aww. let it go. They okay. never brought it up. Well, see, now if this bill passes, people will not have to hide their pets. They won't have to lie. Are you, they won't are, have to be deceitful. Are you gonna you're gonna fall in love with an apartment and then then they'll find out you have a pet and then they'll rescind the offer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh more coming up. Uh all right, we're gonna talk to the uh official with uh the LA uh let me get the name of it right here. Got too much in front of me. President Freddie Escobar, United Firefighters of LA City. The firefighters are saying no on Measure HLA in Los Angeles. No. Because it's going to turn car lanes into bike lanes or or curbing lanes. It's going to it's road dieting, road diets. You'll be in traffic for the rest of your life. It'll be ten times worse than it is now. You'll see. It's coming up. Deborah Mark live in the twenty four hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobelt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM six forty from one to four p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.